0: Welcome to Getting Real, our locally produced radio show that dives deep into thought provoking topics of today and provides a Catholic perspective on each subject. Hosted by SJCC parishioners Al and Lynn Grassley, we join our hosts as they get real and help us understand how our faith relates to important issues and struggles of our day. Get ready to navigate the currents of conversation with Getting Real where curiosity meets Catholic clarity with our hosts, Al and Lynn Grassley.
1: Surprise, Linda. Wait, are we supposed to be back here? What What was the name of the show?
0: I, th- what I thought happened?
1: The sh- I thought the show was going to be, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> really, They're <Linda>? back? <laughs> really? So the... Uh, The new show apparently requires uh, five uh, pages of scripts here. No, it's
2: four. It's only four. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry.
2: Usually we have one or two pages, but this is going to be a little bit different. We're going to have a different topic each month, as we always did, but sometimes we got lost in our own thoughts.
1: Linda, why don't you tell me how you came up with this idea for the show?
2: Well, when we were doing Married and Family Living... We had a little series that you just love, because I know how much you love series, called Let's Get Real.
1: Yes, I think we did. What did we do? Fifteen episodes of that? <laughs>
2: no, it was only you three. Know I,
1: I don't like the mini the mini series. It you know was... I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. So, But anyway.
2: Anyway, we just kind of are, I felt like God was nudging us to do something different. I so mean, I, we talked a lot about marriage and family.
1: Yes, and I was feeling like, that's it, it's over. It's over. But uh, Linda cornered me in the... <laughs> In the kitchen <laughs> with a steak knife and said, "You're doing the show." So, uh, well, we talked. Not, we, quite, but no, not quite, We had we had some good conversations about it, and I was like, "Okay, let's let's give this a shot." I kind of like this idea. It's just we're going to talk on one topic, one show,
2: one topic, and we'll kind of go through the topic and figure out what our faith says about it, and then. Talk about how we can go forward and uh, serve and be served by other
1: people. And serve other each people. other. Hopefully, hopefully each this other. will right. serve each other. I mean, we are not uh, theologian experts, but this is what we've gleaned out of trying to read the Catechist and the Bible, and this is how it started. So we mm-hmm. are we are called to be in communion with and serve others.
2: Right. And we all have struggles. We, we know that we have strained relationships in our marriage, our kids, our neighbors, there's a lot of anxiety and depression going on. De- divisiveness,
1: divisiveness, really. Yeah. No.
2: Drugs, no. impure sexual relationships. Oh, see, I told you it's going to be uncomfortable that,
1: sometimes. Uh, the jokes are not, are going to be few and far between on this episode. So, we, <laughs> yeah, some still, of them uh, we're
2: going to have to be careful with yeah, jokes. Yeah. So we
1: needed to be there for each other and be, like Linda said, be trustworthy, compassionate. And we're going to, Linda and I are going to try to be vulnerable and uh, hopefully that these are words of encouragement. And we're going to share what what we have experienced in uh, each each topic topic. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I I was thinking of something else there.
2: So I was talking about that hard word.
1: Yes, I can't even say it.
2: Accompaniment. Okay,
1: when I point to you, you say that word. Okay.
2: Accompaniment. (laughs) There you go. That's good. Yes. So um, I went to that seminar, and I know uh, the woman I. Oh, I forgot her name, but she came to talk to a group of people and she came, she came a couple of times and Kim Fleming is doing some more with that. But she talked about being a vulnerable listener as well as sharing, like, I'm always formulating in my head what the solution is going to be to someone's problem. Like, really? it's just,
1: <laughs> <Are> you, <laughs> you didn't sure? know that
2: after knowing you know me for do, 40 Al? years? You know what you should do, Al? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, right. But
2: learn, you know, like I'm learning after the, having that seminar, like to I, I was giving this description to empty my brain, get rid of, you know, what I want to share. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Well, they, they might. just want to. Well, the thing is, you you just said, like, we had to be trustworthy, compassionate and and be, you know, comforting each other. Yeah. I don't need to have an answer to do that. No. And you have to build like this relationship of trust to talk about some of these harder, harder issues. Harder topics. Right. So um, we were just saying also in that little series to make connections and do that gradually to build trust so that you can always be there. We started married and family living because we had so many people in our lives that were very close to us that ended up in divorce. And we had no idea. Because we didn't build those relationships to be the trustworthy ear they may have needed. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it was our fault or anything, no. but, geez, maybe a we could have.
1: people I was like, I didn't, I didn't know if I was really like them or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you silly. Do you want to talk about this?
2: Oh, I, I was just... Um, we when we did the rosary earlier so, so this week
1: sometimes because of our busy life Lynn and i cannot get up here on tuesday nights to do the rosary so sometimes we do it at home and on a youtube channel bishop barron's youtube channel and it's uh linda likes to do it at 2x speed and i like to do it at <laughs> one speed because i like to really enjoy the rosary um, but... all right
2: are you getting me in trouble
1: no, not <laughs> so anyway <laughs> i uh,
2: do it on 1.2 just okay just okay. to correct the record
1: <laughs> so uh they're they take a half hour and it's it's beautiful imagery every and we've been doing the sorrowful mystery it's beautiful music right. and imagery and uh you this really struck to you is the agony in the garden sorrowful right. mystery
2: yeah i was just saying that how jesus was feeling pressed to the ground he's the the weight of the world's sins on him And it was said that he entered into a state of alienation from God, and his life was a battle against the devil, and it culminated on the cross. Yes. So what was really beautiful about it is he said, you know, even Jesus was tempted to avoid following God in his human form. He, you know, he was tempted not to. Yeah, he
1: said, take this cup from me. Right. If you can. But then he said... Your will be done.
2: Your will be done, right? And that took fortitude. You know, it allowed him to align his will with God's will. And we need to know, I mean, with fortitude, Kim Fleming was also talking to me about just this week. Again, these Holy Spirit moments where all these pieces come together.
1: Even on the new show. Yes.
2: It still comes together. God is so good. But having the knowledge first, knowing the right from wrong. So that's why we want to talk about what the facts and then what our faith says about this situation and then having the courage to fend off what is wrong. So that's fortitude and that's what Jesus had there. So that should be in us in tough situations, just like Jesus in the garden. All
1: right. That's a lot. So that's, that's the premise of the new show. So here we go. What is the topic for this show? (laughs) Are you
2: ready? I don't want to say it. Can you say it?
1: I'll say it. Uh, This, uh, this topic is uh, Pornography. Wow. We're going to start right off with it. That's I mean, could we start off with That's why it's four pages. sloth or something? Like, a hey, sloth. I'm being a little lazy. We got to start right <laughs> off with this thing.
2: I know. I don't know how that happened.
1: Well, there's been a lot of, uh, we've had a lot of uh, exposure to it within the church and some other things going on. And we right. thought that this would be a good thing because it's, it's uh, well, this kind of reeled me into doing, coming back to the radio show because yep. uh, there's a lot of struggles out there.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: So it used to be. Back in my day, back in the 80s, Linda, you used to have to go somewhere to go see this kind of stuff. Right. And you had to or park somewhere. You had to, park, you had to park, somewhere park somewhere because somebody might, and if somebody sees your car, they know what you're doing in there. Um, there used to be.
2: Those black cards mm. on the magazine. Mm. So you couldn't see the cover, but of course they were like in the back of the store behind the counter, right. you right. know, and women had their romance books and now... now
1: it's on your phone. It's on your kid's phone.
2: Mm-hmm. It's right on everybody's in pocket.
1: everybody's device right. right now. It's so easily accessible, which is a problem.
2: Mm-hmm. So I found this book. I actually found it online, and I can't remember where, but uh, it talked about, it quoted some things in a book called Made This Way, and the authors are, they're Catholic, Leila Miller and Trent Horn, and they published this book in 2018, it's really about raising your kids and how you can teach them about sexual morality.
1: It is all over the place in, mm-hmm. the, in the culture right now. So, you you know, I think we've hit, we did a show on that, but about being intentional about it and yeah. at the appropriate age, giving them appropriate answers to things. But yes. go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean yes. to. Uh...
2: Right. And that's one thing I love about this book. But first, you know, we can talk about us. Humans as consumers, let's talk about the industry first, the producers of pornography. So obviously um, females are the most vulnerable in this industry. They're exposed to physical, mental, and social health issues, prostitution, higher rates of STDs. They have physical abuse. They are seen as an object, not a person. Um, There's human trafficking issues with it. And uh, even, you know, with drug habits, this might be their easy way to get money. But just like any addiction viewing porn, you know, the producers know how to reel you in. And um, with any addiction, people might think, you know, okay, this feels good, but they don't realize it rewires the brain and they want to seek out more graphic material to get more of a sexual high. And it really obviously messes with relationships.
1: No doubt. And Another thing mm -hmm. about that is, uh, everybody looks perfect. Yes. And, uh, you, it, uh, skews with your expectations. Like Mm -hmm. you want your spouse to look perfect. You know, I know I I look good, Uh, you know, in the tank top (laughs) here. Yes, you do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, but, uh, it's unrealistic expectations and it also makes, uh, you know, I'm thinking mostly men from a man's perspective, it makes your wife be objectified, right? Like, hey, you're here to help me take care of myself and stuff like that. Right,
2: exactly. And we'll get into more of that later. So pornography is not just a male phenomenon. And this book gave some statistics, which was pretty eye-opening. This is for kids. 62% of girls and 93% of boys before they are 18, have been exposed to pornography. It's terrible. Yeah. And Gab, which is a, a phone that you can really lock down, we'll talk about that in a little bit, too, says 9 out of every 10 kids are unwillingly exposed to a, explicit content. Age 11 is the average age when kids are exposed to pornography. It's crazy. Yeah. So when you, when you see these statistics, you know, you have to pay attention to yeah, it, you, have you need to, deal. to learn about it, and you need to learn about how to talk to your kids, and you know your spouse, and your friends, and your neighbors. So, both girls and boys have something in common with pornography, and that it reduces the female to a mere sex object, like you said,
1: like you said, objectifying them. Yep, up.
2: and girls, you know, they lose self respect, and they fall into body insecurity and the disorders that come with that. So.
1: All right, so let's talk about, that's the kids, now the adults. Again, this is from Covenant Eyes. Uh, Men look for sexual pleasure. Uh, Women look for a relationship. And statistics tell us that one out of every three women uh, watches explicit material every week, which is kind of surprising, I think. Uh, For those women who engage in...
2: Cyber sex.
1: You didn't want to say that, I don't want to say it either. 80% of women also had real-life sexual encounters with their online partners while well, only 33% of the men did. So the yeah, women are and really like,
2: that can't be. I said, but women look for relationships, Right. So that's different than just seeking. The guys are just like,
1: yeah, let's, let's right. uh, so, uh, uh 25 uh, women and girls under 25 are far more likely to engage in porn than women over 25. It follows that women who engage in porn are far more likely to be sexually permissive. Right. So okay.
2: that's just, um, you know, the, the reality of the topic.
1: Yes, that's the reality, the facts. The facts. Nothing but the facts. All right, so so what does our Catholic faith say about this, Linda? Well, why
2: don't you do a station identification first? All right. Take a breath.
1: You're listening to 92.7 WSJF, Faith FM, Getting Real with Alan Lindner.
0: Hi, Danny Gallagher here, acting as broadcast engineer for our new Getting Real show on WSJF. We hope that you're enjoying the show. Al and Linda Grassley wanted to put a new show together that they hoped would touch the spiritual lives of our listeners, taking a current topic about our faith or something in the news and exposing it so they could ask the question, how do I respond to this as a Catholic? That's what Getting Real is all about. It will air in the same time slots as the Grassley's previous show, Wednesdays at 6 a.m., Saturdays at 7 p.m., and Sundays at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Please send us feedback about the show or anything else you hear on WSJF to wsjf at stjoseph.cc. That email again is wsjf at stjoseph.cc. Let's get back to Getting Real with our hosts... Al and Lynn Grassley.
1: Well, our what faith, does the Catholic faith say about it, Linda? Well,
2: essentially, in a nutshell, we'll start with that. Our faith tells us that we need to have respect and dignity for the human person, also for our bodies, as well as God's will for sex, which is the marital union and procreation. The
1: marital Handshake. What what do they call that? The marital handshake. Handshake. One of our
2: friends called it, yeah. The
1: marital handshake. So So
2: Father John was talking about 1 Corinthians.
1: uh, The body is not for immorality, but for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are members of Christ and a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own. Therefore, glorify God in your body.
2: Yep. So always be thinking that, your body is from God. It is the Holy Spirit in you, and it's made to glorify God. So we need to know what God wants us to do, what his will is so apparently, that we can glorify him.
1: Apparently, God wants me going to the gym every day at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning. That's a whole nother episode. That's a episode. whole another episode, Linda? Yes. <clears throat> no, I don't want to get off topic. Okay. Uh, the Catechism says several places uh, talk about the respect and dignity of the human person and even consider others as another self.
2: So you have to think like we aren't just respecting someone else, we have to look at we we are of one body, all of us as a church. So we have to what? look at it as another self. Yeah.
1: Hey, hey.
2: And and the catechism uses the word scandal. So if we were to be involved in pornography, that's a scandal and it's an attitude or a behavior which leads to another evil that it was. When I was reading this, I thought, "Wow, yeah, like it's a tempter." People see, you know, pornography is one of those things that you try and hide, right? Yes. But as you see it come to the surface, it can tempt other people, and that's a that's a grave offense.
1: Genesis and the USCCB.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So United. States Catholic Conference of Bishops. Uh, yes. Okay. So, so they they talk about Genesis and how this just to help us define what marriage is okay. in the Catholic Church.
1: So, married love is powerful, embodied in the spouses' sexual relationship when they most fully express what it means to become one body or one flesh.
2: Right. And the Church teaches that the sexual union is actually the power to bind the couple together. And then the second part, which I mentioned before, procreation, is the openness to new life.
1: It's a blessing.
2: It's a blessing. It's a
1: blessing. Yep. So when scripture portrays God creating mankind in his image, it treats the union of man and woman as joining two persons equal in human dignity.
2: Right. And again, you know, these are all in um, Genesis, you know, being open to the blessing of children. Be fertile and multiply.
1: I, that sounds great.
2: So now cat, the Catechism speaks about pornography specifically. Really? Yep. Yeah. And just kind of in a mm-hmm. nutshell, it, it says that it really it perverts the conjugal act. So we're supposed to be intimate with each other by self-giving. But if we allow a third party such as pornography, pornography into that it takes away from the sacredness and the privacy between a, mar- a ma- married man and woman.
1: Well then you start growing apart too. It, it becomes a wedge.
2: It becomes a wedge and it also can tempt a, one spouse or another or both to into infidelity. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. so
1: if you go back to the uh, Genesis and the USCCB the sexual union Is the power that binds the couple. And then if one person is looking at pornography, they are denying that sexual union. So you'll start to split apart.
2: Right. Yep. All
1: right. What do you got next, Linda?
2: The master of my domain.
1: Well, that was a Seinfeld episode, wasn't it, Linda? (laughs)
2: Yes. So mastery and chastity. So, sorry. I was being We shouldn't be
1: joking about this. I know. Well, you know, well it's, it's gotta that's okay. be light. People gotta are used to that. Light. Yes, a little so, bit. So, light. But
2: yeah, so the catechisms it says that we need to be chaste and we need to have self-mastery or self-control, it, controlling our passions. And when we do that, we can find peace. But if we allow these passions to dominate us, we can become unhappy.
1: If you go back to Genesis, the power that binds the couple together, this is... a uh, this is outside of marriage, not mm-hmm. together, and self-serving rather than marital, self-giving. Right. So we give youth uh, compassion for anxiety and difficulty adjusting to puberty, right? Right. Because, you know, that's when you usually talk to them. But it, we Well, have their
2: hormones are
1: off the crazy. charts,
2: and they're trying to be chaste, but it, it's difficult. It's so very difficult. we look for youth to, you know, learn self-mastery of chastity, but it can be yes. difficult.
1: And then... uh you know, I've been reading the Old Testament and it talks about the seed of a man and how sacred it is mm-hmm. yep. and how it just needs to be within the uh, marital handshake Yeah, <laughs> is where it should be. And um, if you think about it, you know, God created us in his image and we actually have the power to create. And this is the sacred thing that creates it. So, right. I mean, uh, of course, I'm a little bit old to realize that now. I wish I would have known that when I was 20 or something. I know. You know well, what so I'm and, saying?
2: And this leads to our next part. And how do we respond? How do we respond,
1: We've run away from this topic <laughs> as fast as possible, Linda. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about baseball cards and or unicorns? something. <laughs> Porn-proof your children, your spouse, yourself, and your friends.
2: Yeah. So when we're talking about little kids, they need to know that their bodies are special and sacred and that private parts are private. So... They might, you know, see a pornographic picture image. image.
1: An older brother, an older sister, a friend yep. of an old, a friend of yep. the kids a might just that
2: drops in their hands. Yes,
1: you just never know how they're going to be exposed nowadays.
2: Right. So they might be scared of that. Feel sad. So they need to know if they see something like that, they need to tell an adult immediately.
1: Hopefully, the parents. So you need yep. to set that up with your kid to. Let your kid know that you are a safe place right. to come with these issues. Right. All right. Yeah. What about teens, so Linda?
2: Teens and our, you know, older youth. We need to make sure they understand God's design for sex. Now, even little kids, you can do that. There's a wonderful series called God's Design for Sex. And there there are other books out there. You need to really look through them though, because our worldview is, you know, changing and adding things to
1: the books that you're talking about are age appropriate, but you know, your kid better than anybody else. So you got to discern what you, what you need to show your kid.
2: Right. But that marriage is for union and procreation. And, you know, just as we have talked on a age appropriate level, we have to allow them to know, make sure they know that it, it hurts other people. It does many ways. Yes. So for, um, girls, you know, we want them to know that they deserve to be respected and treated with dignity. Yeah. And with boys, they with,
1: need, to... with boys, it's, it's stunts their maturity and uh, growing into a confident man. Right. If, so if some kid has this hanging over his head, well, he might like it and everything. He knows it's wrong. Hopefully right. he mm-hmm. feels the shame and, and it might uh, just hold him back a little bit.
2: Right. Um, it's going to hold him back from making those true connections with, Young ladies. Right. Um, authentic relationships. And so, then,
1: uh, right, and then if if the boy's involved in this, he might tempt other friends. You don't want to have that on your hands.
2: So. No. Well, and that's very easy because they like to show these things that they look, may not be.
1: I'm showing Linda my phone. Like, look at this, Linda. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, again, you know, just having compassion with them, though. You know, we can't get angry with them. They're exposed to so much more than we were Oh, my gosh. younger. And that, you know, their bodies are going through these changes and they don't know what to do with them. So, I mean, it says right in the catechism, 2352, as we mentioned before, to remember that they have this anxiety and difficulty adjusting during um, puberty. So, I'm, I'm
1: getting anxiety talking about this. I know. All right. So the next group is adults. Adults. Yeah. So what and you-
2: adults is like for us as adults, but also how we can help all of our family members and even maybe some friends.
1: Right, so I have uh, an accountability partner that we ask. I think there's six questions, six or seven questions we ask each other once a week. Um, and I would suggest if you're a man to get another man because, you know, men can be a little harsh without getting too emotional about what the things that we do. And filters, uh, I would suggest. Harsh,
2: you mean keeping each other accountable. Yes, keeping yes. each other accountable. Like, what are you doing yes. that for? Like, with women, my accountability apart uh, apartments, I was going to say partners, uh-huh. are... Siri? <laughs> yeah. You <They> don't <laughs> say is, that. My who phone is, might respond. Who is,
1: who is your accountability partner? Yeah. You don't need to tell me.
2: Yeah. So anyway, have an accountability partner. And CovenantEyes.com. Why don't you tell the story of why we have okay, Covenant so, Eyes again?
1: So uh, we have uh, we have an internet provider, and they have filtering that you can go into and filter it. So I checked all the right boxes, Linda, but... It still got. It worked for a little bit, and then all of a sudden it stopped working. I was so mad.
2: He thought it like reset itself, so he went back in and rechecked all the boxes and and porn and other inappropriate stuff was getting
1: through. Yeah. So then we went out and bought Covenant Eyes. So uh, that is great. And um, my kid is old enough to where yeah, I'm like, look, I'm going to be your accountability partner. He's like, what are you kidding me, Dad? Like, I don't need an accountability partner. I'm like, you could be mine. Yeah. So. You get a uh, preteen or teen boy or teen kid and and they like the fact that they're checking up on you because, yeah. you know, I tell him what to do all the time. Now <laughs> he gets to tell me what to do all the time. Yeah.
2: And uh, then, you know, as he grows, you can still be accountability
1: yeah. partners. And one know? thing about Covenant Eyes is, uh, you know, it could be just a check-in. It's a it's a good excuse to say, hey, we're talking about this this week because this is what we're doing.
2: Right. And we, we had Covenant Eyes before when the kids were first getting on computers and having phones, and it, it's a great check-in just to see what they're thinking about, what they're researching, what their ki- their other friends might be doing. Yes, yeah. So, and then, mm-hmm. then we
1: talked a little bit about dumb phones, but one of the one of the problems we had to begin with is we had a different phone than our kids.
2: You had. Well, I had. Yeah.
1: One. Yeah. So I didn't know how to get into where I was supposed to. Now I. So
2: I was getting into Katie's phone, which was fine. Yeah. But for you to get into Matt, I mean, it was more uncomfortable for me to get into Matt. So it was nice that you got an Apple phone. I finally now got you can an Apple do that.
1: phone. So. Um, and I'm never going so back. So now,
2: yeah, now that he's of that age, you ha- you have to do that. And that doesn't mean that they can't have privacy. It's just an understanding in our family that whenever we ask, we get to look. Yeah.
1: No privacy so. until you move out. That's the understanding in our family. <laughs> there you
2: go. Um, also, like you can filter phones and you can filter computers, but you can do TV too. There's something called VidAngel and you can set that up to filter out whatever you want. They don't have every single movie, but they have a really good number of movies that they filter out language or topics. So,
1: Well, you could set it, I think. You could set, out, set yeah, it up. Yeah, you set up it up. Right. To what you want to filter right. out. Right.
2: And um, there's another uh, filter called X3 Watch that I just learned about. I don't know much about it, but you might want to look at that. Um, dumb phones. You can lock apps. Like Out of you, the Apple? Right. So you, you're whoever you're ac- accountable for, your kid or you your, know, husband. your spouse, you can lock apps. What's
1: the number to get it to app, Blinda? <laughs> I got to load the sport betting app.
2: <laughs> oh, <on>. gosh. <laughs> enough of that. Um, there's a phone called Gab that is kind of a lockdown. You can make rules in your house about no phones, no computers in bedrooms, or they should not be behind closed doors.
1: Give them a, give them a time. Eight o'clock, the phone's going in the charger.
2: Yeah. yep.
1: And uh, there's no excuses. And I'm I like- just
2: wanted to mention one other thing about, I mean, there are tons of support groups in regard to pornography, and resources. If you just go on to the USCCB website, um, there's something called Help for Those Struggling with Pornography. And sadly, it's pages and pages, but wonderful resources for groups, articles, books, videos, right on this topic.
1: That's spectacular. Yes. So I think we've come to the end of the broadcast hour. Fast and
2: furious. So I think... (laughs) This format is great. We'll loosen up the next of episode. Of course, you We're think a it's great, bit, Linda. You yeah. came
1: up with it. Of course, no, you I'm think just the saying it was great. a little
2: dry. We'll admit that and a little tough, but I think we'll get used to it. We're going to have links to all of these sources that we talked about on the Facebook page and in the podcast description.
1: We'll have to change the Facebook page name. We will. It's going to be exciting.
2: So we hope this has helped you learn about our faith in relation to this hard topic of pornography. There's still much more to learn, I'm sure, but maybe it gets you started to help yourself or someone else you love to be protected and overcome this addiction.
1: Thanks for listening.
2: This is Alan Lynn Grassley, and you're listening to Getting Real.
0: Thanks for listening to Getting Real with our hosts, Al and Lynn Grassley. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks to the Grassleys for their preparation, recording, and production of the show, along with Danny Gallagher, who served as the recording engineer. Stay tuned to WSJF 92.7 FM, where we are always getting real.